listening to the Radio Revolution. Rick and Bubba. Six minutes past the hour from the broadcast plaza and teleport. It is a brand new hour of the Rick and Bubba show, 25 years strong. Another night of this rock and roll. Everybody singing. This feeling inside of me has got to go. Been living a fast life, but yet I feel. Come on. Speedy, the real Greg Burgess, Helmsy here. Curb Street is our intern, earning his degree in common sense. Common sense now deemed a superpower. Welcome back, Bill Bubba Bus. Glad to be here, Rick, and thank all of you for being part of the Rick and Bubba experience. Continuing with some political news. Those politicians. Those public servants. When they talk about how much they serve, yeah, oh, no. <laughs> got too much time on my hands. Start with George Soros. I think everybody knows billionaire George Soros. Uh, Nothing more Uh, dangerous than a wealthy liberal. And uh, isn't he a foreigner too, by the way? Isn't he dabbling in the U.S. uh, election? Shouldn't that be looked at? Uh, Rick, you know, he has spent his fortune promoting left-wing politicians, media, and organizations. And he said over the weekend that he hasn't failed in his lifelong quest to put socialism in place in the United States, but has been impeded by his opposition, including one president, Donald Trump. Oh, DJ. So, you know, for those that wonder, that he probably has not been impeded by anybody as much as he has Donald Trump. The good news is he looks like he's getting close to the end. Um, Rick, he he's well, been I'm at this. About, we all we all get to the end. He he he's been right. at this for like forty years. You realize that? Yeah. Mm. Well, and he has not been successful. And I'm gonna tell you why he hasn't been successful. He talked about Donald Trump, and certainly we give uh, President Trump, you know, his due when he defends, you know, some things that have gotten away from us. But I'm tell you why the the socialists of of our uh, in our country have not been successful is because of the incredible job done by the founding fathers. But they put together a document that they just have the most difficult time getting around. Now, if we allow it, you know, and start changing it, then then things can change. But Bubba, can you explain to me, other than what we've gone to before, the ruling class? How can a person who's a billionaire and a lot of that money made in free markets, how can they want this country to be socialist? Do they? Do you they, know, that, do, that's do they, what I cannot I, figure out for the life it. of me. How does somebody that that becomes a billionaire? How can they be against the free enterprise system and capitalism? That that is just mind boggling. It's kind of like you got up the ladder and you pulled it up on the roof and won't let anybody else up. You know, and the floodwaters here they come. Rick, uh, he's got a new book coming out. Um, let's see, where's the name of it? Here, it got away from me. Um, and he said in the book that he uh, includes more than thirty-two billion in giving to his own international network of grant makers, the Open Society Foundations. But again, the name of his foundation, he doesn't live out. 
these so-called open society people in the arena of ideas, they try to squash any ideas that, that oppose their ideas. It's, they're it's not, very strange. They're Just, never open society people because that would include the people who oppose you having their say. Mm-hmm. And you always want to stamp that out. Um, Rick, the amount of money that he spends on liberal causes and left-wing causes is just mind-boggling. What if he took that $32 billion in giving and gave it strictly to organizations that take care of the poor, which he's always hollering how evil the rich are. Of course, he is one, which is bizarre. But what if he just did that? Did he help anybody? Or does it, I know he talked about liberal causes. It seems like he spends more of it trying to gain political power all over the world for the worldview he wants and the political system he desires i'm sure i'm not saying he's never helped anybody i'm sure he has but but you think if what kind of impact he could have made just how about maybe taking that and give it to the his his group the open society foundations they say that they work to promote democracy in 120 different nations around the world i i don't know i just i I don't see the the correlation between wanting people to be free and then tell them they have to be in a socialistic system, which is moving toward a communist system. I, I just, I, to me, that seems like it it's uh, mutually exclusive. I guess would be the term. Uh, he's eighty nine years old now. He said his top priority in life is fighting Trump's alleged threat to the twenty twenty election. Hmm. I will say this. Um, he makes this statement, uh, and if you said this already, I apologize, but he said between the election of President Trump and Britain's ongoing debate over Brexit, uh, he recognizes that populism is on the rise and that his brand of liberal democracy is faltering. That's what he's saying. He says he's not defeated, but you know it's not the best of times for him. But, I mean, I would say you've had some pretty good victories over the years. <laughs> liberal democracy. It seems the um, but but see, why does he hate the founders who, by definition of of a liberal, is someone who says I've got new ideas, a new way to do things. I know that's not how we define it now, but right. Well, and two, you but, but you have to look. They reject tyranny and say we want the people to have a say and the people govern themselves. How how, how can a George Soros be anti that? You, yeah. you, you know, too, when you, you just we have our version of liberal and conservative here. But when you go around the world, it varies like uh, yeah, oh yeah. No, when we've talked with some true. of the people from the Baltic states, the liberals are the people who want open markets. You're right. And uh, elections and the conservatives are the people who want the old Russian way of communism and to stay under that. Just like he says about him being anti-Brexit. So you want the people of England and Great Britain to be part of the European Union and not have their own independence? Right, right. Because that that fits into the one-world government. I right. can tell you how to act, socialism. But it seems to go anti the whole I know. democracy. It, and, yeah. and It just it doesn't really add up, does it? I feel like the robot on Lost in Space screaming, Danger, Will Robinson. Um, so anyway, so George Soros says he realized his, 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 his way of seeing the world is not being embraced like he wished. It also says that he thinks that um, just when you thought he had not lost enough credibility, that Elizabeth Warren is the candidate to go with. Hmm. Well, the fact that he opposes Trump, again, helps get Trump supporters. And look, don't again, I, I think Trump's opponents think that he's a little bit of a Mr. Magoo, mm-hmm. and he may do things different than what you're used to, but he... 
he's calculating in some of these moves. I even heard last night a guy say that he went to the ball game knowing good and well he would be booed, and he knew that America was watching because that will build his support uh, off of the off of the liberal coast. Well, and look at the things he put together to go kill this um, um, the the creator of ISIS. Yeah, Baghdadi. You see the st- strategy it took, and some of the other things he was doing. If those who opposed him, even with on his own party, uh, would have just settled down a minute and let some of this play out, you might right. have had a different view. Right. Uh, anyway, so here we go. Jeff Sessions uh, did not one of the many that didn't fare well with uh, with Trump. Um, supported him strongly, and I think played a role in you know working to get him elected. Uh, now says he's strongly considering running to come back to our state of Alabama and reclaim the old Senate seat that has gone to a Democrat, Doug Jones. Mr. I, but I, Mr. Bussey, what say you? I, I have the ultimate respect for Jeff Sessions. I think he's a fine man, a fine gentleman. Uh, he has represented us very well. I don't know that this is the place for him to go back. I, I, I think I had rather have Jeff, if I had my pick, I would like to see him as a judge somewhere. If I was just picking, I, I like I say I have a lot of respect for him, but I I don't know he's done the Senate thing that may you know that may have moved on. I don't know. Well, the voters will decide. Even though we've we've agreed with most things, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, that Jeff Sessions when he was a senator for our yeah, state, yeah, think he fought for the right things. But I don't want yeah. Jeff Sessions. It's like you said, I almost have enough respect for him that I wish he wouldn't do this because I think all politicians reach a time that they need to go on. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, and and I think you served, and yeah, yeah. Uh, you know we have and, several, and, and we make are, fun of the word "serve" when it yeah. comes to politicians. And sure. we we have several that are you know friends and acquaintances now, but and you know I think you should go there and and do a few terms. I don't know if that's one or two or three or whatever, but uh, then there's a time to go home, and too many of them stay too long. Yeah, and uh, I I hope the ones that we like and love uh, realize that too. Oh, no doubt about it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and uh, let's see, what else do we have? We've got an NSC official to testify that he was concerned after listening to Ukraine phone call and alerted the council. Now, this is that this Im- this may be the secret whistleblower they've brought out, and right. it's finally they didn't say he was, but he's coming to testify today to Congress. So that we'll, we'll find out what that's about. And Pelosi says the House will vote this week on a resolution to formalize uh, the impeachment process. So they are going to vote this week. She says. Hmm. That'll be everybody getting on record. Well, they were voting to set up rules for the uh, inquiry. I don't know if this is the official, official thing or not, but uh, look, if you if you think he is uh, impeachable, then fire it up. Let him have his day in the Senate. And go on record yeah, from where you stand. And just so you'll quit talking about it. That's the thing. If you do this and you lose out, what are you going to do then? Right. Yeah, they're going to vote on the... Um, to formalize it and establish the parameters of the impeachment inquiry. That's what they're voting on this week. Well, they all of them know how they're going to vote already. It doesn't really matter. They don't need any more witnesses. Rick we'll be back. Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Is our number 
All right, so um, a number of things uh, still taking place um, and updates, and we're going to keep um, we're going to keep having these updates until somebody does something, and, and a couple of them involving college athletics today. And um, we have um, we have again. Now I'm just going to read this headline to you, Bob. Um, biological male. Uh, has just been named Female Athlete of the Week by the Big Sky College Athletic Association. Or, oh, yeah. I guess well, it, why not? Yeah. Why not? And can I tell you, wow. whenever I see stories like I this. I saw her in the bathroom. Why not? Some <laughs> of the headlines are so bizarre. I always think they're fake. I don't think they're real. I'm scared to print them. This now becomes, don't you think, our theme music for transgender uh, athlete update? There is no other choice. So, um, biological male uh, is female athlete of the week, uh, cross country runner. Here. You know, the, the sad, the sad part of this is it is going to be the end of female sports as we know it. Right. And such strides had been made. Uh, I had a daughter that played uh, sports all through high school as well as a son, but so much had been done for, uh, athletics for the women and, this is just going to do away with it as we know it as time progresses. It's just you're going to see this more and more and more because we're encouraging. Bubba, mm-hmm. this comes off last week, and we colored it, uh, covered, <laughs> covered it. <laughs> Transgender cyclist, of course, Rachel McKinnon broke the women's 200-meter record uh, in the uh, Masters Track Cycling World Championship. Broke the record. Now the record world record holder. Don't forget that. Yeah, biological now, males are going to own every female record. Now, we're talking about X, Y chromosome people, however you want to define that. Now, this keep in mind, I will say this for June Eastwood, who got Female Athlete of the Week by the Big Sky Conference this week. Uh, June uh, only fin- he finished second out of 204 runners. But the question you have to ask, if this man, biological man, had raced other men – and a field of 204, where would he have finished then? Yeah. Uh, he, so he was the second fastest human being out of the 204, but everybody else in the race were biological females. Why are there never any biological females competing with the men's side? Well, no, there was that wrestler. And? Wasn't there a wrestler, high school wrestler? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And? I think she did all right. Mm, what about? I think I can't. Maybe I got it. Backwards. What was? What, what like we did? This whatever story. happened to the biological male that was in the UFC women's division and like was breaking people's faces? Well, <laughs> wasn't in the UFC. It, was it wasn't. In, it was MMA fighting, like one of these yeah, right, yeah. lower yeah. levels. Yeah. And didn't one of the women who was all for this say when 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 she he hit me? It was yeah. I'd never felt a hit like that in my entire life. Yeah, I'm not <laughs> sure what happened. I don't know whatever happened to that, that person. person. Yeah. Well, uh, Rick, it's to. Well, Addy, what was it? Right, so that was Fallon Fox. It was a male fighting other women. Uh, for a little while, Fallon Fox did okay because it's a man fighting women, but she really, or he or she really wasn't even that skilled. Finally, Fallon Fox actually fought a woman that had some skills and got, got uh, you know, beat, beat down. You're just saying that because you get beat by women at jiu <laughs> No, I'm saying that, that Fallon but, Fox never should have been, been fighting women, and, yeah, I probably shouldn't be fighting women either. So yeah. <laughs> here, here is it's a nice life truth there. <laughs> Everybody make a note of that. Dot, dot, dot. Chris Adler. Yeah. So this is why that uh, this athlete, uh, June Eastwood, was allowed to compete. 
Eastwood is allowed to compete as a female because of an NCAA policy that permits transgender women after they've taken testosterone suppressors for one year to be classified as female. However, the reasoning behind that policy is coming under fresh scrutiny after researchers in Sweden researched and found that athletes still retain considerable advantages over female competitors after a full year of taking the uh, testosterone suppressors because of their muscle structure. Yeah. Well, it goes back to that again. They, the males are designed to have bigger muscle structure. And what you're finding out here, I promise you, June or Jim or whatever yep. his or her name is, if you would have taken this man and put him in 204 men who were, who were Big Sky right. Conference cross-country runners or <clears> running <throat> for – he, he, he or she would have been an also-ran, just like this mm-hmm. fighter that Adler's talking about. He would have been destroyed if he'd have gone against other males and he did pretty good against females to he finally because you can find a female yeah. that can run faster than another man, but a the fastest female cannot run faster than the fastest male. It's not even close. Right. And Rick, I brought this up before, but in in the tennis oh, we yeah. had a great comparison to this. Uh, we had um, uh, the the guy who I can't think of his name now, uh, but he he was challenged. By the top, probably Serena Williams, the top yeah, the Australian uh, tennis player in, in women's history. I mean, she's like one Grand Slam short of having the record, um, one or two. And she had made the comment she could beat any man in the top 200. Well, there was a guy, he was ranked like 198. He said, I'll take you up on that. I think he was a German guy. Was it German-Australian? Yeah, I, I can't remember. German. Matter of fact, he smoked on changeovers, okay? Yeah. And he said, I'll take that action. They went out, and, and he, he beat her 6-0-6-0 right. at 198 versus number one but, on the female Because side. men and women are equal in value, but they're not the same. Right. And, and, uh, well, they and, have just a different physical makeup. <laughs> one is stronger than the other. There's nothing wrong with that. That's just the way it is. Hmm. Uh, Babylon B having some fun today. Motorcyclist who identifies as bicyclist set cycling world record. <laughs> <laughs> and it's got a guy on a motorcycle just smoking everybody. <laughs> Well, it's the same thing. It's the same thing. All right, lines are available. We go phone trolling next. Curb Street's taking your phone calls. There's plenty of, of lines available for you, and you can get in right now. You don't have to talk about what we just talked about. You can talk about whatever you want to. You can ask the questions, make the comments, and bring information to the table. We'll be back. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. It is 35 minutes now past the hour and go. A long distance, directly assistance, Eric Plenty of uh, room for you. Well, I'm filling up pretty quick now, but uh, the Rick and Bubba Broadcast Plaza and Teleport is 10 lines strong, so there's a lot of opportunity. We go for a bigger sample of callers, and with the uh, you know the phone troll format, then we start 32nd, we start moving that line quick, so if you'll move right now, uh, about three lines uh, available for you, maybe four, uh, and you can get in. Butcherbox.com slash Bubba. I love, 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 love this service. Uh, right now my freezer is full of delicious cuts of meat. 
uh, because uh, ButcherBox.com slash Bubba delivers those right to the door. Now, if you just want to get started and say, I, I want one of these curated boxes, I, I just want them to already put me something together, prefab, they can do that. There's four of those. You can see them. But you can also customize your own box if you want to with your own favorite cuts that you pick. Either way is fine. Whatever is better for you. Uh, right now, new members will save you $20 off your first box, and you'll get two pounds of ground beef when you sign up at butcherbox.com slash Bubba. Right. In addition to all the great meat that you get, we're now knocking off $20 off the first box, and then we're throwing in an additional two pounds of the organic grass-fed ground beef for the life of the subscription. So make your move now. Butcherbox.com slash Bubba or rickandbubba.com under the sponsors button. Trolling, trolling, trolling. Keep them phones a trolling. Here we come, phone trolling. Phone, phone troll. troll. The professor checks in. Oh. Professor, hello. Hey, how you guys doing? Good. Thanks for the call. Appreciate it very much. Is this our professor hey, outside? Talking, <laughs> yes. We were talking about uh, George Soros earlier, and um, and Bubba, you mentioned that he was, uh, how could a guy be against free enterprise who's made so much money? Yeah. But the reality is the way he made his money was by killing free enterprise. The way he did it was politically. He went into countries, manipulated yeah. their yeah. currencies, crashed their financial markets, and was on the right side of the crash. Uh-huh. Yeah, 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 yeah. So really, yeah, if, again, if, if all this type of government works great as long as you remain the, the tyrannical person who benefits <laughs> yeah, from yeah, it. Yeah, the ruling class. We continue. We go to Montgomery where JT be standing by. JT, 30 seconds and go. Hey, guys, I just had a thought earlier when you was talking about the, the uh, transgender uh, girl that was setting these records in track, and I thought you never hear about transgender boys dominating or setting records in male sports right you don't and and you won't uh unless I they they that. yeah but yeah. helmsy did say that but the reason why is because the competition it is not an advantage to be biologically female and go to compete with biological males you now are at a disadvantage not an advantage because of what bubba keeps saying we all keep saying and the the studies keep confirming no matter what kind of process or surgeries or whatever you do, XX and XY cannot be changed. Yep. Uh, and and with and with the male chromosomes comes larger muscle mass. Uh, we continue. Uh, let's go to uh, Nancy listening to us out of uh, New England or, or watching. Nancy, how do you get the show out of? Uh, are you in Maine? Uh, no, I'm in Massachusetts. Massachusetts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Look, My it, brother turned me on to you guys. I came down to Alabama for a trip, and I absolutely loved it. And he said, you got to listen to Rick and Bubba. He he listens to you every day and found you on the Internet and YouTube, and now I watch you guys. Well, thank you. Thank you much. for that very much. Yeah, you said tax Massachusetts. I can't imagine the taxes there. I can't imagine. Are they just through the roof? Oh, Oh, not only are the taxes high, but let's face it, our football team also is uh, is riding a high too. <laughs> well, it <laughs> is. To throw that in. <laughs> yeah, well, you're right. You, look, we give you the props where props are due. Yep. Uh, you know, but I guess those taxes. No wonder John Kerry wouldn't park his yacht there. I don't blame. <laughs> oh, I tell you, if you compare the land uh, taxes here and the value that you can get for your dollar down in Alabama, it's it's crazy to see. So have what you, you get for home values? Oh yeah, it's it's night and day. I, I, are you 
do you have you attempted to try to introduce this show to what I would say people that may not enjoy it as much as you're enjoying it? <laughs> uh, uh, I want to keep my head on my shoulders. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, my wife and I had a chance to come into that area one time, and we were just talking normal, and we were told by uh-huh. one of the locals, if people hear you too. Uh, that you will be completely run out of this entire area. Uh, so. Oh, my gosh. I, I don't think it would be that bad. I think they get kind of a kick out of it. But I think if they listened to your show and they heard some of the subjects, they'd probably be like, you know, down with the man. Yeah. yeah there were actually pictures of my wife and I up like you'd have pictures of Bigfoot. So, uh, oh, but anyway, hey, thanks for watching on, on our YouTube channel. And you, of course, you probably find out you can listen to us on our, our streaming app or our podcast archives. Yeah. But yep. uh, we're glad you're here. And uh, it, it brings us hope that, that maybe oh, the, nor- the Northeast, just you, a glimmer of light. Yeah, you guys keep educating them because, boy, they need it up here. Well, thank you for that. <laughs> I appreciate you very much. We continue. You think that area would, I mean, that's where it all started. I know, you think don't. they would have a better grasp on what the founding fathers was trying to do. <laughs> I know. I you know? know? Yeah. Mm. So let's go to Jacob in Ohatchee. Uh, Jacob, welcome to the Rick and Bubba Show. Go Jacob. ahead. Uh, Alabama's going to win by seven plays. Give me a row tie. Allen out of Dothan. News Talk 103.9. Allen, go ahead. Good morning, fellas. How are y'all? Good, good. So my question is, how well is this transgender, you know, if they break records, can they break world records? Is nope. that accepted? Oh, oh the, yeah. The cyclist has already done it. What, are you going to discriminate, sir? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let me well, the, the, uh-huh. I'm just asking how well it's taken in these countries <laughs> where they'll actually uh, chop an exposed woman's head off or something right. like that. So yeah. they accept yeah. the transgender athletes, but... Well, well, you don't have a lot of them holding world records right now, I don't think. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah. yeah, it's uh, well. Listen, we we've we've started something now. We have no idea how this is going to play out. Last week, trans- Pandora's box. Last mm-hmm. week, yeah. transgender cyclist Rachel McKinnon, a biological male, broke the women's mm-hmm. two hundred meter record in the twenty nineteen Masters Track Cycling World Championships. Yep. So there's your world record holder in the 200-meter with cycling. It's it, just it, a matter of time yeah. until no biological female holds any female records. Right. You're right. Uh, if we if, if this continues, uh, Missouri checking in. JB, what's up, buddy? Hey, guys. Enjoy the show. Thank you. Uh, just a quick, quick comment on the George Soros deal. Um, you may or may not remember our former governor who ousted out about a year and a half into the office, Eric Greitens, he was pushed out of office by George Soros's uh, multimedia teams, and at one point he was out about one point two million dollars out of his own pocket hey. to try to fight the legal system. Yeah, well, just like the uh, the professor said, you know, he get he get, he gets his group involved wherever he can. Yeah, and tries oh, tries yeah. to make every country look the way he wants them to look, and then according to the professor, benefits from it. Yeah, I mean, he he like he said, he manipulated the currencies. And Rick, that, I mean, that costs a lot of hardship to people who lost that money. I mean, well, yeah, that's, sure. that's not very socialist. I mean, isn't that it's funny? Not very nice. You have somebody who is ruthless in their pursuit to get money, and then turn around and want to promote socialism. Hmm. It just it maybe it's just evil people, Rick. Maybe. Well, look at there. <laughs> it could be. Uh, Wendy out of the great state of Alabama. Wendy, go ahead. Thirty hey, seconds. Hey, um, I have a friend down here um, talking about accents. 
visited Washington, D.C. and was asked what country, what country they were from. Because they had because a, of their a accent. What, what? Where were they from? The southern the, accent. Southern accent. Yeah. Okay. Did you tell them Piedmont? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm from the Mont. <laughs> when I when I go up north, yeah, they usually Mont. think I'm from Texas. <laughs> yes. Well, you remember the Irish story yeah. with Sherry yeah. and I were there. Yeah. <laughs> and I tell them no, I'm from Boston. They really look at me. Yeah. And I say it's south, <laughs> and then I go south Boston. <laughs> the, 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 the story that we told. So Sherry and I are talking, and we're in this shop in, on an island uh, off of uh, the coast of Ireland. Uh, that were the, the main country and, and the people out there you either marry into that island yeah. or you're part of family that's the only way you live there right and so we were in like a little wool shop where the farmers bring in the wool and everything and so sherry and i are talking and the woman says can you say something for us we we're like i'm sorry can you go ahead and say something and so we we're like well what do you want us to say do you come from the place of the cowboys and the indians <laughs> and so they thought we were from Texas. Yeah. Because they've been watching Westerns. Uh, we can, just to Bubba's point, we yeah. continue. Uh, let's go to Sport out of Aniana. Sport, go ahead. Sport. You know what's going to happen when the transgenders start taking over the pageants? Mm. Now that's when they're going to get an uproar. They don't really care about men taking over, these transgenders taking over sports. But when they start meddling in their pageants. Oh, boy. Yeah. Well, when they have to wear those high heels, and they see those men. You know, that's what that's when the women really are gonna. They're gonna say, "Look, them. look at the calves on her." Yeah, I will say this. Heels. I, I will say this based on the first few uh, trans female athletes we've seen. None of them are gonna be in the beauty pageant. <laughs> Not so fast, my friend. Not so. I'm fast. sure they some Not eventually will, so will fast. Because uh, here's what you're leaving out. I want to be sharp. Yeah. So if one ever gets in a pageant, look what they did with with Caitlyn Jenner. Oh, she started getting on the cover of Speaking, magazines. Okay, here's here scantily clad, sadly, in some of them. Okay, what we're going <laughs> to a lot of, ha- a lot of she ain't going to win up. no pageant either. No, but they're going to give a transgender female a pageant victory for political mm-hmm. correctness. Yes, and that's to to sports point. That's when some of the Sport. biological females may say, and that's it. Well, they're but, but already. All, all you got to do if you're a transgender female is to get in a pageant, and if you can get the right politically correct panel, you'll win it. Mm-hmm. Because they'll just right. try to be sharp. Yep. <laughs> yeah, we gave Bingo. them. We gave the courage award. That it was courageous. I mean, so you, you get that kind of stuff going. You think they don't want to give a beauty pageant to a transgender female? They can't wait. Right. 14 minutes to the top of the hour. More Rick and Bubba coming up right after this. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Rick and Bubba's in Ohio! Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Eight minutes to the top of the hour. The Rick and Bubba Show. Thank you for being with us. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Here we go. Wonderful will of meat brought to you by our friends at harryanddavid.com, 1-800-Flowers.com, and uh, your opportunity. Now, today, in our golden ticket seats, uh, I received a text, Bubba, from a friend of ours uh, that Carly and Jake are definitely in the golden ticket seats today. Jake is here for his birthday. (laughs) 
Uh, he has asked Carly, uh, who is the daughter of Oscar Kent, who great Oscar Kent, uh, Oscar Kent, dear friend, and has flown us many places with up, his up and away with his company Plane Works. Uh, so Carly Kent is here with her fiance Jake uh, from Geraldine. It's his birthday. He wants to spend the will of meat. But what what I told Speedy since since we're spinning the will of meat today. Uh, we had a cancellation of a big group last night in the golden ticket seats, so that's only left us with four people today. So I didn't. I mean, Jake is definitely our birthday boy, so he's getting special birthday treatment boy. today. But if there's only four people, really, if anybody in the golden ticket seats desires to spin, then then they can get in line too, and they have. So yeah. so so the big four. We got uh, them with broke the, legs and everything we got, else. We got, yeah. we got people limping. We got people getting married. And, <laughs> you know, I, I talked to Jake. I said, so you guys are, are married or you, you're going to be married? He said, well, we're going to be married in July. And I said, well, we'll see. <laughs> and uh, yeah, yeah. Like next year? Yeah. Oh, so, wow. so, a lot can happen. So Oscar has texted me to kind of vet him out a little bit. and um, You do need to go through one holiday so, yeah. so you can kind of figure yeah. out where you need to go. So, Jake, this, is a, this has been a lifelong dream right here? Absolutely. All right, so all of you know in line, and the rest of you, when you get up, you'll give your name. And y'all know that you're waiting for the caller to say. Wow, what a will. Say so Jake knows uh, the rest of you. And, and these are all veterans here, so everybody – Everybody knows the deal. All right, so, so let's start with Jackie out of Montgomery, Alabama, listening Jackie. to I ninety two WLWI. Jackie, what do you Hi. what do you say to birthday boy Jake? Um, well, happy birthday, and hope you have many, many more years. What else do you say, Jackie? Uh, I'm sorry. Are you brand new to this? Are you a first timer on the wheel? I am. Br- I am brand new okay. to this. You have it to. Wasn't listening on home. You have to say. Hand. You have to say to Jake, "Wow, what a wheel." Wow, what a wheel. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. In it, Jake. Oscar, I hope you're watching. That's a pretty good spin. Pretty good spin. That's a pretty doggone good spin right there. All right, let's see what happens. For Jackie. If he can earn a living spinning a wheel, you'll be in good shape. Yeah. That's right. I don't know how that pays, but it might. Oh, hey, look at us. That's true. All right, here we go. Uh, Yeah. 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 Flowers. Jackie, you get a beautiful bouquet of uh, <laughs> flowers from 1-800-Flowers.com. So are you a traditional lady and would like a dozen red roses? Or you you know, want to get out there and maybe do multicolored roses? I like the red ones, yes. The, the red. Tradition it is for Jackie. All right, Jackie, we'll get all your information, and uh, 1-800-Flowers.com will send that to you, okay? Awesome. Thank you. No, thank yeah, you for welcome. listening to the program. All right. Yes, thank all right, you. Let's go to Walnut Grove. Walnut Grove. All right, Jennifer, you're going to get an opportunity to have Carly Kent spin this for you. So Carly is standing by. Uh, what do you say to Carly, Jennifer? Wow, what a wheel. Let's go, Carly. Oh, oh wow. a little style, a little English. There it is. Just uh, not going to put a lot of a lot on it here. Trumpy little. Bear seems confused. Let's see. <laughs> okay, okay, uh, come on. Okay. Uh, <laughs> T-shirt, T-shirt. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so you wanted a T-shirt. I guess you're pretty excited. All right. So Jennifer, yeah, do, you, do you know the shirt that you want? The style out of the Rick and Bubba store. It, there's. Oh, I don't. Okay. I'll figure it out. All right. Well, you're gonna you're gonna talk to Curb Street, and you know okay. there's there's a Raglan T-shirt. It's called the Raglan Tee. Uh, a lot uh-huh. of the women like it. It's got a little little half half sleeve. Yeah, it was designed by Justin. Yeah, it was designed by Justin. So if if you if, if we'll put you, you might want that one. I tell you one that's pretty good too. Jesus loves you, and I'm trying. 
That's a good one. Oh, yeah. I need that one. Common, yeah. common, yeah. common sense yeah. is a superpower. Rick and Bubba University. Yeah. Any of these work. So we'll put you okay. on hold. You tell him the one you want, your size, and we'll send it to you. Okay. Okay. All right. All look, right, Jennifer, Jennifer. Remember, not the size you think you are. The size you really are. Right. Oh, uh, small. <laughs> we're not going to publicize it, but we're it's getting not a, killed it's, on return. It's not. It's, it's none of our business. Okay. So anyway, we'll put you on. <laughs> Thanks, Jennifer. Okay. Bye. All right, let's go to Tuscaloosa. We got John standing by. All right, first of all, I got to introduce our. Tell me who we're spending this time. Blake Maxwell. Blake Maxwell. How long have you been listening, Blake? Uh, a while. A while. My whole life. All right, John. What do you say to Blake? Wow! What a week. Let's go, Maxwell. Yeah. Oh my wow. goodness. That son of a gun. Well, we'll be back in a minute. Wow. Man, that that, that is P.J. Fleck would love it. I'm telling you. Big spin. He just rode the boat. Yeah, he did. Big old offensive tackle. He put a motor on it. That's country stone right there. (laughs) Yep, yep. Yep, Let's see. When we come back. All right, here we go. Uh, Yeah. Flowers, flowers, flowers. Smell it. Big John, uh, you can tell us who you want us to send these flowers to. You get two dozen multicolored roses, courtesy of 1-800-Flowers.com. So we'll put you on hold, uh, tell, them, uh, tell them where we uh, need to send it, and we'll handle it. All right, here we go. One last uh, one last speed. All right, who's spinning this time? Brittany Maxwell. Brittany Maxwell, here comes the wife. Now, Brittany has a broke leg. Yes, she Sister. does. Sister. Sister. There it goes. Have to me again. Brian, go ahead. What do you say to Brittany? Wow, what a week. Let's go, Brittany. There it is. There I went. Every stereotype's ever been to. <laughs> so here we go. Brittany, Brittany, Brittany. Let's see what happens for you, Brian. Uh, yeah. Meat, 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 meat. Meat it is for you, Brian, Brittany. Has delivered with delicious cut meats, $50 gift card from harryanddavid.com. So uh, we'll get you your information, put you on hold, uh, and once that information gets to us, we'll send it to you, and you'll look for an email from our friends there at harryanddavid.com. Well done. Well done. Jake made it happen. We've got to Carly made it happen. Brittany, Blake, everybody got the job done today. Uh, and they, they all spun winners. Will of Meat, we'll, un- we'll leave her lit up for the rest of the show, and there'll be another opportunity to spend it coming up next week right here on the Rick and Bubba Show. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Hey, everybody, this is Big Kenny of Big and Rick, and you're listening to the Rick and Bubba Show. Can I get a Six minutes past the hour, Rick and Bubba. We start a brand new hour with Speedy, the real Greg Burgess, Helmsy, and Eddie Van Adler. The wonderful Will of Meat has already spun for the week. It just happened moments ago as we made dreams come true uh, for Rick and Bubba family members who are here with us today. Uh, except for the one awkward moment when a brother and sister was called husband and wife. Uh, that's all right, as if she has not been through enough. She broke her leg falling down in the driveway. Yes. Uh, so anyway, uh, as we start this hour, there's old Buzz. He, yeah. Hey, old Glad Buzz. to be here, Rick. Hey, Buzz. Hey, hey, the dog. So anyway, um, look, I'm a fan of what of, of this idea, but I'm just going to be completely honest. I have no idea how it can be implemented. Hmm. So uh, it we're looks, talking about the NCAA. NCAA, they meeting the today. Top decision makers meeting are meeting today, today. in Hotlanta 
for their first formal discussion about modifying the rules that currently prohibit college athletes from making money by selling the rights to their names, likenesses, and images. Um, The long-held policy uh, that protects amateurism, which is hard for me to say, is under increasing pressure from state and federal legislatures who believe college athletes deserve an opportunity to collect money from endorsements. Uh, The NCAA Board of Governors is expecting to hear recommendations on how to move forward from Ohio State Athletic Director Gene Smith and the Big East Commissioner Val Ackerman, who are spearheading a committee that has spent five months evaluating options for a more modern path forward. Uh, Now, this will be the first time they have met since California passed their law uh, that says that uh, athletes there will be able to accept endorsement money. And, Rick, we've talked about this, and not only are these states, we have some some, uh, congressmen and senators in Washington. One is Representative Mark Walker, Republican from North Carolina, who held a roundtable in D.C. two weeks ago to, to rally support for his legislation. Walker said he's hopeful that he can sign and get Congress to move on a vote uh, and and pass the bill by next spring and potentially implement a national law by January 2021. He says, they uh, we feel like they have given us no choice. We have asked for them to look at this, and they have drug their feet. All right, so let's go back to this. Really what we're talking about is that the elite college athletes, this is not really – offering pay for every player. This is more of if an elite college, college athlete has a platform and y'all have his jerseys hanging up at the, at the team shop and people are wearing them all over the stadium and every, every piece of material that comes out on your team, that person's on the cover, then this person ought to be able to be compensated for the rights to their image if it has influence. Also, Rick, are other issues at stake. One of them is free speech and how mm-hmm. that can be handled. You may remember in August, Jim Mora, who is the head football coach at the University of California, Los Angeles, UCLA, publicly admonished his quarterback, who was wearing a uh, F. Trump hat. Hmm. When asked by a reporter how he would handle one of his players protesting racial inequality by not standing during the national anthem, Clemson University's football coach, uh, Dabo Sweeney, criticized athletes who do not stand for the anthem and said some of those some of these people need to move to another country. <clears throat> hmm. Yeah. So they're they're also wanting to tie this freedom of expression into this also. And there's there's been many, and you may remember uh, they even talk about one situation here, and it, it I remember it kind of, but not totally. And it, it was around the University of Minnesota back before PJ got there, and that they were going to protest uh, the Holiday Bowl. Do you remember that? Um. And it was based on they had some players that had been uh, accused of messing with some females on campus. Ten teammates were suspended, and the team said that they would boycott the bowl game because of it, yeah. even though some of the charges were found to be valid. Mm. I remember that. that. That last sentence is key. Yep. Yeah. Uh, back to back to the endorsement deal. So we always look at this from a football standpoint because that's what we all love, and that's what we're dialed into season after season. 
But and, and it has the most influence. Well, right. it does, but not necessarily in endorsements. And I'm going to tell you why. I watched a documentary the other day on Ben Simmons. And for those of you that don't know Ben Simmons, he was the number one draft pick in the NBA out of LSU in 2016, I believe it was. He was at LSU for one year. He was from Australia. The rule is you cannot go straight to the NBA. He had to go at his age. He had to go to college for a year, which brings the one and done up. Well, his one and done deal, he he knew he knew he was going to be a one and done. This was his path to the. The only reason he even went to LSU was because his godfather was an assistant coach there, and so he goes to LSU. And guess what? They're all of a sudden in the basketball discussion. They're shown on Sports Center yeah, every morning. They're sh- every yeah. talking point that is around mm-hmm. NCAA basketball is Ben Simmons. Yeah, and he didn't get a dime for that. As a matter of fact, he, it was even funny how they. And he, the way his parents and they did it right, they moved over here with him, and they had to um, they had to really watch what they were doing money wise because the rules were so crazy. The process they had to go through was just it was cra- it was awful for them. Yeah, it was such a big headache. And so I I look at this much different from an endorsement side than I did previous to watching the documentary. Well, yeah, that's the reason why I was trying to specify. Yeah. And it would apply to any sport, to your point. It's not yeah. just football. No, no and, question. And, and there are people who are influential in any sport they're in. Yeah. Like that example you just gave. There's there, Every single sport has athletes that bring attention to that team and to that sport. Yeah. And it, it's not just football. And um, so I, I'm with you. I, you know, some people say, well, how do you manage that? Well, if you don't have influence, then you don't. nobody's offering you deals. The only thing that I think about that could – could be that could recruit a recruiting advantage, sort of speak, because that's one of the biggest things we talk about. Well, that's not fair for them to be able to do this and them to be able to. What if, say, like an Oregon who has that contact to Nike is able to get these players because of that contact? Well, now you're into a, a whole different world. Yeah, it's not it's not very socialism for all the socialists out there. It's is not. It? No. no. Well, and it also is is taking some power away from the almighty educators. Uh, oh, but, yeah. but but back, Here, here's but back, the problem too that many but, lawyers are speculating in this that once they start being paid, they're going to fall under federal union laws, and that's a whole other thing they're going to have to deal with. Right. And I don't know if all the players are going to be game with that either because they're going to have some restrictions also. Well, you, there's a, yeah, it's, it, it's very difficult to implement, but this thing of about it being unfair, well, it's already – I agree with it, that. It, it's already that way. That's just what they're going to yeah, say. Yeah, I know. You're right. Yeah. No, 100% they're going to say yeah. it. But we're already not in an even playing group. Right. I mean, some Facilities people, look different at one place than another. That's a recruiting advantage. And swag. Absolutely. Based on the deals that the coach has or the, or the university has, like Nike. Yep. And another thing is there are some schools that you say, I'm going to play there – because people who go there have a better chance to get to the pros than if I go play somewhere else. Yeah, I mean, there's all kinds of advantages right. already there no, according no to what program yeah. and what sport you play for. You know, if you want to play, if you want to play basketball, it, now that's different influential colleges. Go to Kentucky, dude. If you want to play baseball, that's different influential yeah. colleges. Yeah. So it, there, people have influence in whatever sport based on what university they are yeah. already. Yeah, it's uh, it's going to be complicated, Rick, and I think it's going to be one of those things where it's going to you know, open up more problems than we thought. But I, I've always thought that the college players are, are treated unfairly in that we've always said we want them to be student athletes, but we don't treat them like students. Mm-hmm. In other words, they can't no, work, like they students. can't make money, they can't, 
go home with somebody and go on a hunting trip. The NCAA has brought this on themselves with over-restricted, burdensome rules, and now you're getting a big pushback against it. And they're going to go too far in typical American fashion. <laughs> no, you're right. It always it's the old pendulum. <laughs> Our old pendulum swing, won't it? Mm-hmm. Now, so, you, you combine people getting paid – for going to a certain school, which is going to increase their odds, which that's fine and dandy, that and the portal, the way it's set up now, you, you're basically going to have free agency. Well, we already – the portal has created college free agency. Yeah. And if you have free agents, you have to have agents yep. to, to to take care of your case, so to speak. And right there is a Speaking guy of free could, agents. could probably sign as an offensive lineman. No, we just had he, had plumber. Little, he had other yeah. things free. He yeah, did. with a mullet. You don't miss the blind mullet, shirtless, heavy guy, just jogged past the broadcast. Showing his pants were falling down. He had to he had to pull them up. Right, and in his mind, he was digging, but I think he was running as fast as he could run in those jeans. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. So uh, he just went right. Really needs a belt. Some tells me he's catching his breath right now, about to come back. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. Speedy, he needs suspenders. Right, even Big Boy's expression is changing. People, we go 21 minutes past the hour. 866-WE-BE-BIG is our number. More of the Rick and Bubba show continuing to roll on. Directly assistance, Erico 212. There he is. Look at him. Curb Street in there taking your phone calls as he grinds out that degree in common sense. You can comment on anything we've already talked about. Uh, you can bring up new topics if you would like. And lines are available. 30 seconds a pop. And then you'll hear the old buzzer. Your time on the program will come to a close. We'll get to the next caller, and we'll roll through those rapid fire. Now, you could get a timeout from Bubba, or you might get one timeout for Helmsy uh, as they are toting one apiece. Uh, Sean gets us started. Trolling, trolling, trolling. Keep them phones a-trolling. Here we come, phone trolling, phone Phone troll. Hello, Sean. Welcome to Rick and Bubba. Go ahead. How y'all doing? I'm good, good, sir. Good. Sean, it's time for you to talk. Go right ahead. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, wow. Mm, Sean. Am I on? Hello? Hello? Is this Boy, thing on? Sean, God love you. Too God bomb. love you. It's, um, you know, all we can do is offer opportunity. We yeah. can't make it happen. Right. Good setup, mm-hmm. too, Greg. It really was. Yeah. Bryce. The water's there. You got a drink. The great state <laughs> of Louisiana <laughs> is, is standing by. Bryce, go ahead, brother. Yes, sir. I talk about the pay for players, and I think. The issue you're going to run into is, I don't know if this was mentioned the last time this was brought up, is you're going to run into, well, the women aren't going to be paid as much as the men due to the marketing. And then it's going to come down to, well, it gets to a point, the NCAA is going to step in and say, well, the women aren't getting paid as much as the men for the marketing. And then they're going to start instituting some type of charge that the colleges are going to have to put up. Well, you you know, I mean, you're you're kind of referring to Title IX, but with the transgender movement, I don't think we're even going to have one anymore because you'll still be paying men. I'll just be playing women's sports. Yeah, really, really the, the Title IX people need to just they, – They're they, the ones that – you got to wake up on this transgender thing. They came so far to have it wiped away because of political correctness. To Rod in Alabama. Rod, welcome to the Rick and Bubba Show. 30 What's seconds. Up, What's up? Go ahead. What's up, Barry? Hey, man. Hey, uh, can you imagine the WNBA right now and the meetings, the the 
the conflicts they're fixing to have to go through yeah. and finally that WNBA may be interesting. Yeah, he's so, saying if men, yeah, if you, if you biological men, if you, can't, if you can't make it in the NBA, you you decide to uh, be a female, identify as a female, and go play in the uh, WNBA, and you could be a star. What about the first time you see an average male basketball player claim that they identify as a woman and suddenly rolls into the the NBA, couldn't even make any team, and and, and rolls into the WNBA, couldn't make one team in the NBA. And suddenly he is rocking the baby and double hand jamming down the down, wait down till, the lane. Wait till they go baseline and reverse tomahawk dunk on somebody. Golly. Mm-hmm. Suddenly, suddenly I was I was king of the of the of the uh, the old courtyard, and yeah. now I am rocking the WNBA. <laughs> uh, Lisa Dothan, Newstalk one zero three nine. Go ahead. Hey guys, um, hope you are doing all right. Love you guys. Thank you. The reason, in my opinion, that California led the way on the paying the student-athletes, now I'm drafting all the things I've learned from y'all. It was all about tax revenue because now they can get tax revenue. See, that's another thing that's a lot great. of the, the people, mm-hmm. like if I'm a college athlete, I said, well, this is great. Now they're going to tax you everywhere you go, every city you yeah. go to, just like they do the pros. Yeah. So look out. California isn't looking after the plight of the, of the college athlete. They're looking after another tax base. And let me tell you this, you can get in trouble, you get on probation for taking payment illegally in college athletes now. The school can get in big trouble, okay? But if you don't pay your taxes, you will go to prison. Ask Al Capone. They will get you on tax evasion. And a lot of these guys, I bet, are not good at paperwork. Maybe not. I'm just going to take a stab. I know Mm -hmm. I wasn't either. Let's go to Richard in Huntsville, 100.3, the river. Richard, go ahead. Yes, uh, I just... What's going on, fellas? First of all, yeah, thank you. Yeah, we're fine. Good, good. The, uh, you know, I, as a former NCAA player myself, I just don't. When the guy, if they want to go straight out of high school, go professional. I say let them go professional. If they choose to go to college, then they go to college, um, and they forfeit the right to make the money um, because it doesn't matter who your team is. You're going to go for that team, no matter who they are. Who's playing for that team? So the players need the schools more than schools need the players. Yeah, the, the, the NCAA could change some of the rules mm-hmm, and make but, the, that feasible, but currently that that's not the way it works. Yeah, you'd have to. You're, you're you're talking about being able to change a rule because that's the only way that your scenario is pure. Because what's happening now is a college player saying, "Well, what if I was a bigger deal in college than I'm ever going to be at the professional level?" And this is my shot to make the and money. We've seen it, yeah. but but yeah. you you see so many players like some that leave early, mm-hmm. and they've been very good college players. Don't get drafted. Bounce around on you know in football on practice squads whatever versus the ones that come back for their senior year and they go as number one number two draft choices you know that's a big difference but it's hard to sell that to an eighteen year old kid right now, now I will say this once you become eighteen or whatever our legal age is going to be in this country I think if you want to go pro it ought to be your right to do so I don't think you ought to have to stay right. in college or whatever. I th- I'm I'm willing to compromise on that issue. The problem with that in football is most kids are not developed yeah. in order to be able to. Nobody's really wanting that to happen. Yeah, even including we the don't NFL. hear we yeah. don't. Yeah, exactly. That's my point. Is the NFL is not looking at kids right now saying I take him today yeah, they because they're not fully developed. They Baseball's mm-hmm. different. Basketball's different. Yeah, well, let yeah. the market and the sport. Work that. That's fine. But if you're 18, make your own choice. You you can sign up to go to the military 
go to Iraq, fight, yeah. in saying you ought to be able to. Make I hear your you own and agree with you, yeah. but in football, nobody's going to want these kids at eighteen. Right. Well, that's, basketball, basketball. They don't have do a choice now. at eighteen. Yeah. Their choice is college. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, that's the point. Is the choice isn't there yet? I agree yeah. with you on the choice. It's just for not football. Allowed. They're it just not affording. Right. Right. They're not. I'm willing to give on that one. Uh, we continue. Uh, let's go to um, uh, Jake. And, and I, I think you ought to have an agent. Jacob, yeah. Tennessee, go you ahead. You have a lawyer, you have an accountant, you need an agent. Yeah. Jacob, go ahead. Hey, guys, how's it going? Nice Good. Well, thanks for the call. That's better than, than Bill over at the lube shop giving yeah. you advice. And that's what some of them are getting now. Yeah. Go ahead. So, have you guys seen the uh, documentary? Uh, it's called School, The Price of College Sports. And they were talking about how much like, teams and schools made. But they were talking about Arian Foster and how he didn't have enough money to have food after playing a huge game in the SEC and signing an autograph when he went home and didn't have any food. And then Philip Fulmer brought him tacos. Have you guys seen that? Yeah. I, I have not seen that, but I, I think that's a valid point because, you know, other college students can get out and get a job and have some date money and have money to eat on. And most of these athletes can't because they're busy practicing. And I know they get some stipends and things, but I think it needs to be you know, more in line with, with what the average student could do. Yeah, and because of the point you just make, and like somebody, we're going to, to uh, break work here. Study. Make it work study. Yeah, but you the know. problem is, like Kyle is going to say when we're running out of time, take scholarships away. Well, that's not going to accomplish anything because college is so expensive. Now you wouldn't be able to pay the kid enough to even be able to pay for his college. I mean, that, that, that's not going to help. And, and once, mean, once you cross this threshold out of amateurism, they may have to pay taxes on that scholarship, too. Just like when you get a free car, you pay taxes on it if you're in the real world. Just th- I'm just telling you what how this is. This thing will get, become a Frankenstein monster. Oh, no. I don't have the answers to it. Yeah, I don't either. I understand the, the desire for it, but implementation, mm. the devil's always in the details. We'll be back. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Listening to the Rick and Bubba Show, the two sexiest fat men alive. 35 minutes now past the hour. Come on. 866 We Be Bigs, our number. Lifelock.com teaming up with the Rick and Bubba Show. Researchers have discovered that a popular smart speaker that many of us probably have is open to a number of Wi Fi problems. It's got some weaknesses. It's got some places that make you suspect to an attack. It could allow something they call the key reinstallation attack. And Bubba, we're breaking it down and calling it crack with a K. Uh, Are you familiar with this? This allows a hacker to have the ability to view and control traffic across a standard Wi-Fi network in your home or small businesses. Uh, tens of millions of these smart speakers have been sold in the United States. It's important to understand our connected world and how cyber criminals can try to take what is yours. Mm. Someone's identity is stolen every two seconds. You can miss certain identity threats if you're only monitoring your credit. That's why we keep saying, thank goodness, we got a product like LifeLock. It detects a wide range of identity threats like your social security number for sale on the dark web. Someone getting an online payday loan in your name, even someone changing your address without you authorizing that. They use proprietary technology to detect and alert you to a wide range 
of identity threat. So if there's a problem, then one of their U.S.-based restoration specialists worked to fix it. Uh, while no one can stop every cyber threat or prevent all identity theft, uh, you know, LifeLock with Norton can detect a wide range of threats uh, that could sneak up on you. You're not going to see on your own. So call them, 1-800-LIFELOCK, or go to LifeLock.com. The promo code Bubba will get you 10% off your first year. You can also find a link at RickandBubba.com under the sponsors. Do you think they're using the term smart speaker being very general and broad? Yeah, because well, they, well that, there's a lot of them. There's yeah. a lot of different yeah. types. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and we know they're listening to us. So. Mm-hmm. He says, so are cyber criminals now. Oh, I know. Everybody's in on it. Hey, look at me. I'm sharp. I get to ask my speaker something. <laughs> Meanwhile, I've lost everything. Yeah, I ask it. It gives me the weather every day. My bank account's empty. <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey look, look at it. My phone was just too big a hassle. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so anyway, so let's uh, let's unpack a few things here. Uh, first, uh, the World Series, uh, three games to two Astros. Is that right? Um, mm-hmm. And so we had an. You want to start with the umpire first, or the, the well, uh, horrific h- flash? However you want to. However so you want so to let's go with the umpire first, because yeah. also over in football, you've got Bruce Arians mm. uh, just saying he's had enough of the lack of accountability when it concerns to officials. Oh my goodness, you can't speak ill will of them. Yeah. And uh, he goes, he goes. Meanwhile, we all get fired if we don't do a good job. But for forty years, officials make bad calls, cost people games, and they pay no price for it. And so he's upset about accountability. So we get over here to the the World Series, and we've got an umpire who's caught on uh, on the old uh, mocked up uh, punishing a catcher uh, for a behavior that the umpire didn't like, and called an obvious strike a ball to punish the catcher. Now, Rick, we're in the World Series now, for crying out loud. I know. Okay, we're no. not we're not talking about the local softball league. Yeah. No, no, no. The umpire is Lance Bartsdale, mm-hmm. and he is working behind the plate at Nationals Park. He deliberately let a clear strike pitch go uncalled in the sixth inning because he essentially felt disrespected by the Nationals catcher. And it all was caught on live microphones. Yeah, and we've got that. This is the actual broadcast courtesy of Fox and Major League Baseball. Hey, I don't know if there's any cussing. Is there cussing? Yeah, yeah, this is the actual live broadcast. I think we're okay, I think. It caught the strike zone. There's going to be. It's the World Series. It's fucking good. Oh, I think I heard an F bomb in there. I took it down. Probably. Yeah. But but uh, you- so stop it right here a minute, Adler. Let's set this up. Yeah. Or let her roll. Yeah. Uh, so you see, it's it's clearly a strike. But the catcher gets up. He's going to throw the ball around. But it made the umpire mad that he jumped up to throw it, throw it around before he could ring him up on the strikeout, so he didn't call it a strike. And he said to the catcher, uh, you're, you're running out of here on me or something to that effect, and you hear the, the catcher say, so it's my fault that that was not a strike. And can't believe it. Then you hear the dugout start firing up on yeah. it too, and the, and the manager of the Nationals telling the umpire to get with it, this is the World Series. Well, here's the thing, because I, 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 like I said, I don't, I don't watch a lot of baseball. I thought I was going to see something, and I know, hey, man, this is the traditions of baseball. I got all that. But I really thought I was going to see something that was very disrespectful by the catcher that was going to be something really blatant. And I wasn't, I, I wasn't going to say it's okay, mm-hmm. but what the catcher did is, is very, very mild. I mean, mm-hmm. to me, this is, this is, once again, we're getting more and more people 
Because as our society turns into a bunch of victims and a bunch of drama queens, well, then you're going to find that in every line of work, including, sadly, officiating and umpiring. And this certainly is an indictment of all umpires and, and, and officials. But if you're going to do that job, what about be a pro? What about just call the game, uh, do a good job calling the game, and, and, and do the right thing? It's, it's really, you're not in a role to, to decide you're going to be the daddy to the umpire and you're going you're gonna to punish the picture and punish a team because the catcher got up quick to throw the ball around in the World Series. And I know the game wasn't close at this point, but it's still not right. Yeah, but think about what it could have meant uh, and, and could have happened if it had been. I mean, you're, you're messing with the pitcher now. You're, mm. you're messing with the batter. You're messing with people's salaries All because you've got your feelings hurt. Are you, are you that prideful and that arrogant? Have you got that big an ego? No, hey, nobody, nobody, nobody doesn't allow me to call the strike. You don't stand up and walk mm-hmm. out of here on me. Well, you know why he I mean, stood up to throw it around? It was obvious. It was a strike. That's what it was. Just do your job. You, 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 that's you, unbelievable. You're not supposed yeah. to be the center of the universe in these games. I mean, that, the, the greatest umpires and the greatest officials, you never even know they're there. You know, that that's really amazing that that would happen in a World Series. That's, I know. He did fly out, so he, he it didn't was, hurt. He, it didn't hurt, and they got out of the end in the next three pitches. But so It's just the, the extra principle. Pitch it, it, no, I agree. It's the principle of the thing. So. You're, you're, well, you, his job is to call balls and strikes. If, yeah. if, you, if, you, if your skin is that thin, then find something else to do for a living. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's. I tell you, that's uh, that would be unacceptable. I think when you get Bi- to – Billy Martin ain't there anymore managing because he'd have run out there and yeah, eat that And guy I'll say the up. same thing to what Bruce Arians is saying. Yeah. When, when officials make blatant wrong calls that cost people games, they ought to be fired, they ought to be removed, because you know what? They're not doing the job well enough, just like a coach gets run off if he doesn't win. If you keep making bad calls and you can't handle it, I'm back over in football now, or wherever you may be, if you don't make calls that are correct, then you're not doing the job well enough to keep it. Well, here's yeah. the thing. You, you, it really doesn't help the players who are, are get, you know, miss out on something they should have been in because of the bad call, even if a guy's fired. But the systems are now coming even more so to fix it. So that doesn't happen. So, But you, but this is a – I mean, this is a hissy fit. Also, here. I mean, this really – this pertains to all sports. How many times from when we played to when we started coaching, even at the youth level, mm-hmm. hey, don't make don't make the umpire mad. Hey, don't make the referee mad. We won't get a call the rest of the game. There's always been yeah. been payback when it comes to refereeing an umpire, and which you know is is wrong. They should have thick skin and just call the game. But at this level, when you're at the World Series or the Super Bowl, you're not given this opportunity. You're rewarded this opportunity. It means that you're a pretty good umpire. I mean, you've been rewarded the World Series yeah. as a crew. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. You ought to be above this crap. No, I, I mean, this I, is I, unbelievable. Yeah, I agree. And and, and it's one, look, I understand if you know old man Johnson's boy who said he'd come over here and call the T-ball game didn't yeah. get one right, right, and he's upset because the coach is dogging him, so he's gonna make him pay, right? Okay, that <laughs> that, that might affect you know the Chevron's team. Yeah, but I mean, this is the World Series, right? And you're supposed to be the best of the best, and you're acting like you're some sort of mm-hmm. you know. I mean, I hate that. I'll just. It's just, it's just that's, that's that's unbelievable. You gotta you gotta control your emotions better than that to be in that position because mm-hmm. that's an emotional response. Are you a little shocked, Helms, by how sensitive was? On <laughs> oh that? yeah, it bothers me to no end. Right, there's nothing else to add, is it? Yeah, I, like, I mean, you, you act think like I the, like umpires. <laughs> <laughs> he acts like the catcher stood up, moonwalked, and, and did. Well, that's a, what I thought. I, was did, did a I thought he was Ooh. already getting no. a drink over there in the dugout. When y'all told me what he did, I thought I was gonna see something really blatant. And I love the catcher's response is my favorite. So it's my fault. So it's my fault. Right. So it's my fault you made a mistake. Right. So and then and then we had the uh, 
the attempt to distract a pitcher. Uh, we won't get very Boy, hey. can't we, show that. We won't go too far into this because it's lewd, and, and we certainly don't want anybody searching out these people because then they accomplished what they were trying to accomplish. Uh, but I understand we had a pitcher that had to walk off, step off the mound because he was being flashed. Yes, yes. Two, uh, two, what they call Instagram models or influ- sure influencers. I understood. Uh, um, flashed him, and he had to actually step off. Off the rubber. It was and Garrett get, Cole, I think, yeah. wasn't it for that? Kind of regather himself hey, Rich, and then step Rich. back on. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Talk um, about break my concentration. Yeah. Right. Now, here's their twist on it. They were trying to, sh- uh, they were doing it for breast cancer awareness. Okay. That's what they claimed. Rick, like we said, a pink t shirt wouldn't have done it. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 I think, yeah. We all know what they were doing. Yeah. I think yeah. we have plenty of ribbons and shirts and yeah. everything else. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure that's exactly what is needed. We know what you're doing and you accomplished it. Yeah. Now, we're not going to participate in it, mm-hmm. but you accomplished what you wanted to accomplish. You got you got your names out there and now everybody's looking at you lewd stuff. Right. I, I know what you're doing. Yeah. I mean, listen, don't make, just don't look. It's one thing for you to do it. It's another thing for you to think, I don't know what you're doing. Yeah. That yeah. always makes it worse yeah, for me. Yeah. Now, yeah. Major League Baseball is really showing them. They're banning them for life, and they're looking because at Because other... we know they're such avid <laughs> baseball. <laughs> oh, sure. That's the most ridiculous. You're talking about – that's cowardice, too. So we're going to take two women that have no desire to be at a baseball game right. anyway. That'll show them. And we're going to say, hey, you can't come back. Right. That'd be like them banning <laughs> me from the ballet. Greg, you can't go to the ballet. Right. Well, I, I'll tell you what these well, officials. I can't, I can't go buy curtains anymore. I'll tell you what, oh, these, come tell you what these officials did. After we looked at all their Instagram posts so we could know what we were dealing with, we told them they can't come back anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what, you're banned. <laughs> it's a Rick and Bubba. 14 minutes to the top of the hour. 866. We be big is the number. More of the Rick and Bubba show coming up. More topics to cover and more of your phone calls. And lines are available for you, Curb Street, taking those, earning that degree in common sense from Rick and Bubba University. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. It's eight minutes now to the top of the hour. 866-WE-BE-BIG is our number. Phone calls are coming in. We go to Chris out of Florida. There's lines available. I see Todd in Texas. You're next. Uh, if you want to get in, lines are available. Curb Street takes the phone call right now. Chris, thanks. Uh, welcome to Rick and Bubba. How are you today? Hey, pretty good. Thanks for taking my call. It's our pleasure. Thank you. I, I just had a comment on the, the World Series umpiring, and being an analyst of the game, I, I love the fall classic, but if you look at the Astros with runners in scoring position, all the way through the Yankees series to the World Series, they didn't do very well. There's key situations in the last three games that the umpires' calls could have struck a guy out but put him on base, which led to a big scoring in that inning. What are you saying, Chris? What are you saying? Well, what I'm saying is is I call it loading the deck. They're setting the table. They even did it to the, the Nationals where they run them up on a ball that clearly wasn't a strike, and it was a rally killer. And it just seems like they're keeping the game close, whether it's to stretch it out or it's one-sided. I don't know, but mm-hmm. you can even hear the announcer saying, well, that looked like a strike to me. Wow, that, that was off the plate. Well, wow. you know the end game here, Chris, is very clear. It's game seven. <laughs> yep. True, true. And, and but it's disappointing being a baseball fan my entire life. I don't get to watch much of it, but I do watch the playoffs. I like to see a fair game, and I want to let the, like they say, let the kids play. What is, uh, what's your, who's your favorite team? Well, I'm a Yankees fan. Okay. 
Yeah. I like but I do, I do love a good series. And, and when I see stuff like that, it just aggravates me because let the chips fall where they are. Yep. Yeah, they will. Uh, I'm going to tell know, you, if Billy play. Martin had thought that the catcher, the umpire was changing calls because the, he thought the catcher stood up and walked off too quick, I bet he would have come out Good there and tore that night. place up. I mean, it <laughs> he'd was, have been chunked, but he'd have, he'd have let him know how he felt about it. Yeah. What about Earl Weaver? What do you think? Oh, no. He'd have spit all over you. Earl he'd have Weaver. threw the base at him. Have yeah. we seen it? Is there any really good guys that, that uh, Who are gets good at arguing now? with the referees now? I mean, the umpires now? Ever since Bobby Cox retired, he was pretty good. <laughs> he was. Boy, he'd get that head yeah. going. You know, oh, yeah. Todd in Texas. Tory was good. Billy Martin would fly out there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Earl Weaver's another good one. I mean, <laughs> yeah. both He's classic. Lou Pinella. Yeah, Pinella was pretty good, oh, too. Yeah, he's chunk a base in a minute. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, yeah. Whitey Herzog. Yeah. <laughs> hey, he's the, he's the great Whitey Herzog. <laughs> <laughs> Who was the coach of the, the Big Red Machine? Uh, Sparky Anderson. Sparky Anderson. Was he, did he get after me? Uh, he was a little more laid back. Yeah. He uh, went on to, to coach the Tigers. Yeah, I mean, yeah. manage the Tigers. Tigers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He sure did. Uh, Todd, go ahead. <clears throat> hey, Todd. Hey. I'm just – I've umpired for 36 years. This is my 36th year to umpire. Ah! And the the sad part, I've done everything from T-ball to D1 baseball for a few years. And the sad part is I've done a lot of clinics and a lot of training. And I don't know how this guy made it that far because there's no place for that kind of attitude. And, And I guess the main reason I called is Speedy has run across that before because I was actually in the bases when it happened. You were at uh, Snowden Grove Park in South Haven, Mississippi. He hadn't forgot it. Wow. You didn't like my uh, my partner, and uh, he, he was not his strike zone was not very well. He was not very good. He was not very experienced. And I actually had to call you down. I said, "You keep the hush." But uh, you you've experienced it before, Speedy, whether you remember it or not. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I remember being at South Haven. <laughs> I do remember. So that. people remember you. He told yeah. you. Yeah, he told you, calm down. Just, yeah, yeah, that that was my oldest one. Yeah, that was my oldest one. Yeah, that's the year that we got beat by the big red machine out of Texas, and then I guess a, I guess a year or two later, we look up on ESPN and that little same little teams in the Dixie Youth World Series, <laughs> and we played them in that little travel ball tournament at South Haven. Uh, but I do remember that. I do. No that guy place, was really no bad. Place. Just let you know from experience, guys, I don't have no idea how that guy got that far. Yeah, there is well, no place for that attitude in the game. I know. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Do you Thanks, think Todd. there's a chance? Oh, okay. Are you yeah, still yeah. there? Okay. Todd, let me I'm ask you this. Yeah. Let's, let's, I don't like this mentality of he changed the call. Is he is he more or less thinking, you didn't give me a chance to call it. I didn't see it real well because you were already up and running. Does that make sense? Yeah. How's he justifying? How's he justifying it? Because in his mind, he's a major league umpire. He let's be on. I mean, he he, yeah, he's good at what he does. That's what I'm saying. So I don't think I don't think he maliciously said because you got up, I'm going to do it because you're uh, trying to. I think he didn't have a chance to actually see what was going on. He caught the balls down. He didn't catch the ball up. That's what I'm asking. I'm asking. I don't know. He's asking Todd. Todd, go. Todd said he had to calm you down. Uh, yeah, he did. I remember that. That guy was really bad. Well, the, my, <laughs> biggest thing, my biggest thing is the guy wasn't consistent. If you'll just let me know that's where that's you're at, then that's that's fine. But if if I catch the ball here and it's a ball, and then I catch the ball here, same spot, and it's it's a strike, you're being extremely Well, Todd said he was inexperienced. Look, yeah, I'm not an umpire defender by no means. I just kind of want to know what mindset he had. What do you think, Todd? So Any major league umpire, he yeah. just it's, it's almost like he had something – 
on his shoulder because where from everything else I've watched the video dozens of times and from where he's positioned, you don't miss that shot. You don't miss that strike. Yeah, yeah. Should, at least. Yeah, you're right. Uh, you just, what, and we don't know what kind of day he had or the night he had it before. And that, but you're no. saying that doesn't matter. You got to be a pro. No, absolutely, absolutely not. You got each pitch has got to be a different pitch. Drunk. You got to be a pro. Boy, Good stuff, it, Dad. Yeah, he died. It's a wonder the catcher didn't miss the next pitch. You know what I mean? Oh, I know. <laughs> yeah. Y'all yeah, got crossed up. Nice perspective. <laughs> hey. Oh, I thought it was a curveball. <laughs> Sorry. I didn't know it was a heater. Nice I'm perspective, like, Ted. Hey, Todd. I had it down and away, Blue. Todd, <laughs> thanks. I know it's a high up heater. So they, so oh, Todd, high, high Todd up. told Speedy. I'll tell high you. Up heater. Hey, Todd kind of put had you to calm down, Speedy. He told no, you I, to know your role. Shut I, it. I remember that. You know, spark, you know, sparks. Uh, but I do remember. Um, I do remember that. You think it you just took Todd. Well, I mean, I, I just it was hard. I mean, and now I will say this: Todd? I will say this. That was my first. Uh, <laughs> that, that was my first with Tyler. By the third one, you're a lot, you're. Uh, it's like okay, I see. I see where I'm dealing with now. Mm-hmm. But with that one, it was the the little World Series that we were at, and I think it was we were down to the Elite Eight. It was a pretty big moment, and this guy behind the plate was just terrible. Well, Todd said he was inexperienced. You don't have to. Well, then it. don't have that game. I know you're right, Todd. He said, but I mean, no, but, but you know what Todd was also. You know, I, I've, I've had a, I've had a lot of inexperienced umpires that are pretty good. You know what Todd's telling you? Hey, you, he's just going to start calling against you if you don't. Yeah, well, I know that's what he said. Hey, hey if they're that sensitive, try farming. You have to interact with a lot of people. Yep, <laughs> true. A lot of time to yourself. <laughs> Top of the hour. <laughs> We'll be back. If you leave us, have a good day. If you want to know how to get all five hours of Rick and Bubba every day, you can find it on our podcast channel. You can do use our TuneIn app. Uh, you can go to our YouTube archives. There's a lot of options. You can find them at rickandbubba.com. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. This is the Rick and Bubba Show. The views and opinions expressed by the show are not necessarily those of the staff and management of this radio station, but they should be. In the beginning, there was fun on the radio. Then the radio industry fell victim to corporate America and venture capitalist bankers who marched in with their research and up to their armpits in debt and turned the radio band into a wasteland of cookie cutters. Faceless, sound-alike stations who completely lost touch with the people they were meant to serve. Then there were two voices that cried out in the wilderness, faint at first, but becoming louder with every passing ratings book. It's okay to have fun again, to give the people what they really want to hear, and not treat them like a sea of mindless followers who have no choice in their radio entertainment. Welcome to the Rick and Bubba Show. Seven minutes past. Out here in the fields. The Rick and Bubba Show. Thank you for being with us today. Speedy, the real Greg Burgess, Helmsy, Eddie Van Adler, all here for a brand new hour. We thank you for being here. Look at old Curb Street, Rick and Bubba University student. Earning his degree in common sense. Common sense now has become a superpower. But we still believe. We believe it can be taught. We believe it can be taught. Put your hands together and welcome back the pride of Cedar Springs, Alabama. Bill Bubba Bussett. Rick, glad to be here and thank all of you for doing the same. And uh, we have some... 
a story kind of spilling well, over here, Rick, and this is interesting. Well, now. we put this in the category you mentioned of what we call spillover, yep. which means something that happened last hour that you may not have even heard is now spilled over into the new hour. And this is the uh, World Series that's going on, and the umpire uh, and his mic interaction with a catcher where the mic uh, clearly documents uh, that the umpire is telling the catcher that he called a strike a ball on purpose uh, as punishment to him. So that's led to a lot of discussion, including one umpire who went back to the trauma of encountering Speedy uh, years ago in South Haven, Mississippi. Um, and um, now he was, the, a good, he was a good friend. Yeah, that na- day. Now there were now there's people <clears throat> calling, not one but two, that claim that they know the umpire that is umpiring yes. the World Series. Uh, uh, we may be be closer in circles than you think, Rick. We'll start with Derek. Hey, Derek, how you doing? Hey guys, doing good, man. How are y'all? Fantastic. Good, good deal. Yeah, I've known Lance for years, man. He actually was umpire in our uh, little league. I went to school with him, uh, and I sent you guys an email uh, about his story, just uh, the kind of guy he is, the character he has. Just incredible guy, man. It's totally out of his character. So just uh, it's cu- I'm curious about uh, the outcome of this, and I'm sure there's more to it than what uh, is being told. So well, but just wanted to- this doesn't mean that he as a man in the areas of life that matter now suddenly has no credibility. But, it, you know, we all have these moments. Sadly, I, I, Absolutely. I, I, hope, I hope as progress continues, they become less and less in my own life, hmm. where in a moment you go, you know, I, I, I didn't really act in that moment. Uh, appropriately, uh, and and hopefully okay. that that wouldn't that doesn't reflect on my body of work as as a man, but uh, and, cer- right. and certainly we're not suggesting that. But if you're going to be in this line of work, if things are the way they appear, and to your point, maybe they're not, um, then you know we, I think we can all agree he didn't handle that situation correctly. Yeah, I definitely haven't had a chance to talk to him yet, but uh, I plan on doing so to get some more information, kind of get some insight, but. Uh, I would. I encourage you guys to read that article I just emailed you about him and and how he got to the point that he's at right now. It's an incredible story. Yeah, uh, believer. Yeah, I, I was going to mention that it says he's one of the leaders of calling for Christ, an umpire ministry. <laughs> Y'all, I'm sorry. Now, see, this is why well, this I, is why I'm asking the questions I was asking no, you in last segment because well, I just I mm-hmm. feel like there was something else that happened other than him just being mad and frustrated with the guy when i i, I yeah. wanted him to say hey man he impeded when he moved and got up he impeded me calling the right call mm-hmm. but then i think about this if there was a runner on base mm-hmm. and the guy was stealing this is the it's move the, the catcher would, this is the exact same move the catcher would be making yep. if a guy was on base and stealing and he was throwing him out so well, i can't figure out guys in all fairness was, in all fairness Saying Christian umpires is like saying Christian lawyers do they really exist <laughs> well that's a good point Derek. Uh, have you have you seen the clip? <laughs> yes, yes, I've seen the clip. <laughs> and again, what did you I, think I, of it? It's hard. It's it's hard not to believe what we're we're talking about right now because I can agree with you. But that, that's a nine inning baseball game, and there's a lot that goes on in a sure. nine inning baseball game. Oh yeah. So I just know Lance, and I know he's not going to do something that's right. stupid like that. Well, well, he didn't so. call that strike for Christ. I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> But but let's go back to this though, Derek. In all fairness, in all fairness, that if he made a mistake in this one moment, that doesn't mean yeah, it no. throw off. That, 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 that doesn't mean his character his character as a man, 
you know, is suddenly destroyed because of a baseball game in a moment that Not he might just all. that he might have just gotten frustrated. Uh, Look, when I get I've gotten frustrated before, and that old fle- oh, that old yeah. that old flesh wins over the spirit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if We've I had all pitched yes, the yeah, and uh, trying to be an umpire and trying to oh. walk solidly under the authority of Christ, that's a tough uh, that's a tough call. Yeah, yeah and, and and let's not no umpire pun intended. Yeah, something that, that I can't wait to talk to him to hear the real story. Please, yeah. please yeah. let Derek, us know. Derek, you think you can get him to call us? Tell him to call us. You know what this is? This has got podcasts written all over. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and and it's something nobody's really talking about. Is did we see the velocity Thanks, on that? It was at ninety nine. Yeah, it was a ninety nine mile per hour fastball. I would rather him just go. You know, I missed it. We can live right. with that. Well, just say I missed it, but don't say it's on you because you jumped up to go throw the ball to third. But I think there's more to that comment, I, or I'm wanting there to be more to that comment. You know what? I you know, think. I, I, I think. I want there to be more. Especially after we're Derek, trying to understand. The guy's a nineteen year veteran in the major league baseball. After Derek's, world. after okay. Lance, after Derek's call, <laughs> after yeah. Derek's call, I think what you're saying at least now can at least be given some attention. Yeah. And it may be just in the moment he didn't do the right thing, and you know, I can it, certainly – that's you, yeah. that can happen to any of us, and 19, it's happened to me. Yeah, 19 years, you're the home plate umpire in the World Series. You obviously are good at what you do. Right, yeah. Rick, he uh, he finished with a business degree from Mississippi College. He actually played baseball there till injuries took him out of the game. But apparently his uh, driving force to go and become an umpire – went back to when he was a little kid pitching and he thought an umpire was doing him wrong and he pouted on the mound and the umpire came and chewed him out behind the dugout. Uh-oh. And later on they became friends. How about that? Yep. How about that? Let's I see. wonder if him and that catcher will come friends. Well, I, mean, I, I mean, I hate to say it. I mean, you talk about you Not talk, right now. Uh, let's I get, doubt that manager of the Nationals is going to buddy up anytime soon. <laughs> let's go to Jerry in Mississippi. Jerry, go ahead. Hey, what's going on, guys? You, Jerry. Hey, Jerry, how about it? Man, I'm good. I'm good. Lance, we uh, I'm kind of like Derek. Um, I didn't go to school with him. I'm a little younger. Our kids went to school together, and I've known Lance for probably, I don't know, 15 years now. And he is – Lance is a good guy, and I'm kind of like Derek. I don't think that he would have intentionally done anything like that. I can't really hear in the, you know, in the audio that you guys – uh, are showing there. What is it saying in the audio? Is he just saying you're you're basically standing up too quick on me? He said you ran he out on he me. He said you ran you're out. You're running on out me. on me, or something yeah. something like to that so effect. That, that's that's all he said. Yes, in the video. And See, I think the there's more to okay. that. And, the, and, and then the catcher well, says, "So it's my fault." Yeah, the catcher says, "So right. it's my fault." Yeah. Okay, I got you. Well, I just don't think Lance would do that. There again, it's a nine inning game, and he's a veteran. But my favorite part of this all. <laughs> Is we have a thirty-year little league umpire calling in saying Lance Sparksdale has no business. I know. <laughs> right. you know, he said yeah. that he, he no, said right. he called Division One baseball. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he said he's, he he's also D1. called D one. He yeah. said he did call some D one games after he ran Speedy mm-hmm. out in yeah. South Haven. Not Rick. He was actually my friend that game. <laughs> he's, that, he's that umpire that came and said, "Hey, I got to tell you one more ah. word. You're, you're ah. gone." Um, all right, so you're ready. I want to make sure. I, don't, I want to make sure that we don't confuse them. Better red Lopez, you out? Stay seated. Watch it up there, Lopez. We'll throw it around in a minute. We'll throw it around in a minute. I want to make sure because sometimes we we, we we start a conversation and that not us. 
but just in general. And then when you finish it, the whole, what originally happened is all clouded. I, I want to let you so hold Lance, your seat there, buddy. Like Lance, so Lance threw you out of a game. No, Lance threw you. Didn't say now. Next. Right, right. I want to make sure that that we don't get because you know how Stop. how things get clouded. Go, right. Please, we're, we're getting to the point now where we claim the catcher caught the ball standing up. I want to make sure right. that everybody understands. Right. I just watched it again. Yeah, he, he clearly caught the ball down. I'm not then out to get Lance. I don't know Lance. He smoothly stands up to throw it to third. It's not like he simultaneously was coming up. He was down the whole it way. It didn't look like, oh, yeah. it didn't look I, like his so, view of that pitch. It looked like you had a grudge. He even, <laughs> I, oh, you're right out of <laughs> But I forgive you because Jesus showed me grace. <laughs> now, would I like to hear I'm more? I'm calling for he Christ, was but I was blind that time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I had a lock in mind. <laughs> I, I would like to hear more from Lance. Maybe if we heard from Lance, he could explain it. Maybe so. No, I, maybe to your point, he even frames it up. He does. He, he does. He does. So, Guys, but, yeah. but, 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 hey, heck, we'll take one more call and go. Yeah, but if you're standing up, we can't see it. I've even got email. He wasn't standing up. All right, guys, no, look, he guys, okay. everybody needs to go watch the replay for yourself. Yes. Shows the need for computers. <laughs> but once I found out this guy loves Jesus and seems to be a man of integrity, and I got the catcher standing up now. Right, right, me, I don't think it's that big a deal. But I went back and looked big at whoop. it. Yeah, I went. It's I went, a World Series, Greg. I went back. One pitch. They're good, Greg. Stand up, Parsons. What's you, wrong you with you? Who are you? You got stuff all over your lips. Yeah. You chewing on something. <laughs> you been eating on the carpet? <laughs> <laughs> how, about, how about last night? Throw you out. Yeah. Look, just because. Yeah, some on your lips. Yeah. <laughs> this goes wild, buddy. Can't get it out. I'm not gonna let you get it out. Guys, guys, I actually heard a a a, a message yeah. that was just talked that was just talked about when it comes to sports. Yeah. Uh, a pastor was talking about how they tried to have a game Deacons against the uh, against the staff, and like some of the most everybody thought devout Christians in the church all got through out of the game. <laughs> oh yeah, Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Twenty-two minutes now past the hour of the Rick and Bubba Show. Eight six six, we be big is our number. Very, I, I had no idea on this show you can't bring up any topic and people. Oh yeah, I know that guy. So, uh, so, so thanks for that information. Appreciate that, and we'll see. Um, maybe we can have Lance on the program. Um, so, uh, as as we make our way back, Bubba, I, I must prepare you. I must prepare you for no. what I'm about to read to you right now because I think this is right up your alley. I think this. Is, I'm already on the edge. It has nothing to do with what we're talking about. So let okay. me let me be. I'm, I'm I'm resetting to something different right now. Okay. Okay. Can <laughs> I? Can I? <laughs> you know, and I admit we all have our things that we like too much, and we get everybody get on everybody's nerves we about do. it. I'm as guilty of it as anybody, and mine's Babylon B. I got it. <laughs> okay, you I, are a little Babylon B. As a matter of fact, I oh. took a, I took a vacation from Babylon B because I was coming in too hot. You did. I, 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 that book liked to kill me when they had that book. <laughs> are you ready? And they've made it fake, like it's from CNN. Yeah, this is fantastic. I saw this. This, this is, is so, worth bringing right. up, by the way. You know the the dog Ooh. the dog now that that got injured going yeah. after yep. Baghdadi yeah. and all that. They exaggerate. Is this Greg, too early? No, no, no. Ba- ba- alley, Babylon B. Exclusive from CNN. The so-called hero dog actually sniffed numerous butts during college parties. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. 
one. I like that one. I like that one. I like that one. He's got his picture. He's got his picture. College part. So and the only the only thing would have been better, Rick. He rode dog. That is good, Rick. The only thing would have been better if they'd have said it was forty years ago in dog years. Oh yeah, yeah. That would have been. You know what though? That might be an article. I'm telling you, I don't do it. So that's a good one. I'm guilty of this too. If you'll take the time to actually look at the picture, Greg, or read the actual articles of Babylon B, yeah, because they go further in the articles, and but it's just I, I don't do good, that as much. So that's a good one. They said they searched the dog's internet history and college yearbooks, and sure enough, they found a picture of the hero dog partying at obedience school. In the picture, the dog is seen sniffing a butt without consent. <laughs> He's got to be removed from hero status. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Oh, my goodness. That's good stuff right there. Uh, I don't care who you let are. me tell you. You know what the name of the obedience school is? <laughs> oh, God. Old Yeller Obedience School. Oh, no. Oh, that is good right there. Mm. What is it, Gray? Uh, <laughs> that's good stuff. Um, that's good stuff. <laughs> oh, Yeller. Come back, Yeller. Would you, come like, back would, you, would, you, would you like for me to read to you the dog statement that he's issued? Yes. That might be like crack. Rick, 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 this is like associate. Uh, what do you call it? Associated uh, links yeah. or stories that you get on related stories. Related, that's it. Couldn't <laughs> come up with related. <laughs> well, I didn't know what the term was. <laughs> this is like chocolate to me. Here comes I come out of the kitchen here, with chocolate yeah. on them. Here comes the dog's yeah. statement. I like butts. I've always liked butts. I still like butts, but I never sniff butts to the point of excess. What? Who's a good boy? I am. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Like Democrats have called for the dog to be court-martialed and for the death of Baghdadi to be overturned. <laughs> oh, that's good. That is good stuff. Good night. What is it, Greg? That's, that's good. So, um, um, also, uh, Bubba, we have a, uh, a ridiculous article today. <laughs> Growing number of millennials show support for communism and socialism. Well, good. They're going to get a chance to live under it. I hope they enjoy <laughs> it. Yeah. Bubba, yeah. this is like me being a fan of Poison Oak, but I've never quite had it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. this yeah. is um, – uh, 70% of millennials are likely to vote socialist, and one in three millennials perceive communism as favorable. Yeah, well, they're the same idiots that will be imprisoned in that system too, and I think I'm right. going to go for the ruling class in that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's, that's uh, my goal. The, You're talking about the one thing where people are not fair, that's socialism and communism. Mm. Yeah, there is – They're a, just told they are. There is a group – uh, called Victims of Communism Memorial Foundation, uh, their spokes, I mean, their executive director, Marion Smith, says we need to quickly help the millennials with what she's calling historical amnesia. Mm, uh, I, I mean, it, for for you to be for these things, it just it has to tell that, that you have to realize you don't know anything about it. She said, "Our youngest generation does not know the historical truth that over 100 million victims have been murdered." at the hands of communist regimes over the past century. Yep. And uh, she says, but this is what happens when they start embracing Marcus, Marxist ideas, then you go ahead and embrace what? Communism. Yeah. Why not? And, and go all the way. Socialism is just baby communism. It's just the intro class. She, Everybody knows it. She says we need to redouble our efforts to, air, uh, to educate America's youth about the history of communist regimes yeah. and the dangers of socialism, which leads to that. And she says, "Look, if, if, if the problem is they just are they don't know what they're talking about, and and we need to make sure People. that children know yeah. the truth about communism. So when if they make a decision, they actually know what what is it with the left that they always talk about choice, 
They always talk about uh, freedom of expression, but they never want anybody to make uh, an educated choice. No, they want you to make – look, the whole thing is an easy sell to the uninformed masses. That's how they've always done it. And if we look at history, we really can't point out to that great socialist or communist country who's really got it going on, who has led the world in increasing the standard of living. That's the bottom line. Well, unless, to your point, you're the tyrannical leader. Yeah, I, I mean, if I, I'm I in China, that's... if I'm in China or Cuba or Venezuela or wherever, and I'm in charge, man, I got it made. I got the big house. I got people waiting on me hand and foot. I got all the cars, all the guns. It's great. But to everybody else who I keep telling we're all the same, it's different. That's right. Yeah, and you have to have a closed media. You won't have all this. They'll do away with that. They also do away with anything else they don't care for. Correct. Mm-hmm. Like opposition. Yep. Uh, so, and you know what? If, if they if they deem that you oppose them and, and you start saying, I don't oppose you or I don't mean any harm or I need to defend myself. Uh-oh. Well, they, they, they lie. Hey. Mm-hmm. There's, Rick, there's no historical standard for us going, let's be like that country. Because they have done great things. It's just not there. So, how, Bubba, if I want to defend myself, am I going to be able to? No, because you don't have a gun. They took right. that, too. <laughs> they got that. Uh, right, they, when they take that, and then they tell you how to think. Didn't they take that when they were going to make me safe? Yeah, they're going to take because they, they want you to leave your doors unlocked. You're going to be so safe. <laughs> Except from them. Yeah. Uh, bottom of the hour, your phone calls are next at 866-WE-BE-BIG. Rick, a free and open democracy. It's messy, okay? It's messy, but it also spurs innovation and gives people the chance to to reach their full potential. Your phone calls and comments are next. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. It is 35 minutes now past the hour of the Rick and Bubba Show. 866-WE-BE-BIG is our number. Lines are available for you to get in here at 866-WE-BE-BIG. As you are lining up to get in, MyPillow.com. We've uh, been in partnership with MyPillow for a, a very long time. Big news. They've done it again. They're now making the best towels and washcloths. You'll ever own. Bubba and I just got ours in the mail just this last week. Uh, We've already got them uh, functioning there at the house, and they are fantastic. Made in America with great American cotton. You have to try them. Uh, Look, they're they're super absorbent, wonderfully soft. Now, when you use our promo code of Bubba, uh, you'll get 30% off. So that's that's substantial savings, Uh, 30% off using the promo code Bubba by going to MyPillow.com. Uh, of course, um, Mike Lindell and his team have been partnering with us for, for many, many years. And, Bubba, here they go again with another product. They're now doing bath towels and washcloths, uh, and you can get yours right now. Also, don't forget, uh, when you go to, um, uh, to MyPillow.com, certainly you can use the, you know, the, the, the promo code Bubba to get the 30% off on the best washcloths and towels you've ever owned. But now we still also have the buy one, get one free on the outstanding premium uh, bed pillow as well. So either one of those works by going to mypillow.com or rickandbubba.com right there under the sponsors button. Did, are you, were you like me when they first contacted us to say what color you want? I never I always just go with white because I, yeah, I, yeah, I don't know what to say. Because if, if we yeah. mess up, they've got an ocean blue, which I call turquoise. Right. You know, right. it looks looks like the Gulf of Mexico. Right. Uh, but <laughs> the, um, so they, they've got some other colors, but I, I went with white because I didn't think I could mess that up. There's nothing worse for you to go to your wife and say, hey, I, I ordered some of those things from my pillow. What color did you get? Oh, no. Do you even notice what color your bathroom is, really? No. Hmm. 
I couldn't mm-hmm. tell you right now what color mm-hmm. it is. Well, we got we got the white ones, and 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 they were in operation. I mean, mm-hmm. they were they were there for me today as we started the day, so they they passed the test. All right, so here we go uh, to the phones. We go trolling, trolling, trolling. Keep them phones a trolling. Here we come, phone trolling, phone, phone trolling. Everybody's favorite tuber, Daniel in California. Daniel, go ahead. Hey, Green Acres guys. Hey, hey somebody. Call, buddy. <laughs> What's on your mind? I wanted to say congratulations to Doctor Bussy. And uh, my yes. second thing was, did you see the news about uh, Horace Burgess? He built a 97-foot-tall treehouse, 10 stories. He said God commanded him to build it, and it burnt down recently. Mm. took him 19 years to build that thing. He might really? Have, maybe that message was not as from the source that he Uncle thought. Horace. So that's yeah. Uncle Horace. Uncle Horace. You know what's interesting about mm. that? So this week, you tell me that Horace Burgess built the world's largest tree house that is now burned. And then somebody emailed this yeah. week that there's a place called Burgess Falls. I saw that. And it's this the waterfall. Uh, and, of course, now we there's pressure for our family to go see it now. I know. Uh, we continue. Scott in Trustville, 104.7 WZZK. Scott, go ahead. Hey, Rick and Bubba. Listen, the last section, uh, session you were talking about uh, socialism leading into communism. And um, I, I, it just boggles my mind that the millennials are – college and book smart educated but do you just feel like maybe they just don't believe it really happened yeah yeah i think i don't that, know if they're it, getting taught all <clears throat> yeah i don't think they're being taught much about it but you know if they're they're supposedly have access to all this information i mean that couldn't they simply use all this technology to at least go get the whole picture but you have to understand now it's um there's so much misinformation out there to try to figure out it's so easy right. now sadly for somebody to even read something true and discard it as, hey, man, that's probably not true. So uh, so I, I I don't know. Yeah, it's scary, isn't it? <clears throat> yeah. So, but you're, it's pretty simple. World history is not that difficult to access. <laughs> you think. We, we continue. <laughs> uh, let's go to Chris out of Florida. Chris, 30 seconds. Go ahead. What's up, Beggins? You. Buddy. Wanted to just, I know you guys were just talking about the umpire and reminded me of a funny scene from Leslie Nielsen's Naked Gun when the two umpires got into a fight. (laughs) And I was just thinking about, that would be funny if Davey Martinez from the Nationals and that umpire did that. That Mm. that would have been pretty funny. Let me tell you, those those Naked Gun movies. Yeah, they, yeah that, that, tell you, they're gold, gold, gold. Uh, he moonwalks down the third baseline. Oh, yeah. my goodness. <laughs> Walter out of Jackson. Mississippi. Walter, go ahead. Hey, how's it going? I'm going to Jackson. You forgot to mention Russia when you were talking about communist countries, didn't you? Uh, Uh, I I mentioned Soviet Union, I think. But, yeah, they're all all the same. Soviet Union. Okay, my question to you is not the millenniums. I I mean, think about it. Who's their biggest ally? Our president, uh, Trump, right? So I'm saying people following his lead. You know, Trump didn't even tell Congress that he was going to go after Big Bad Daddy, but he told Russia and the Ukraine. Well, so he, ha- he had to because he had to fly through airspace sure. where they had, you know, they had but guns. It doesn't matter. He didn't tell his own people. No, he, he didn't no. tell his own people. Well, there's no requirement that he does that. And, and let's no, face it, the Democrat. Mean. Now, listen, I'll let you talk. I want you to hear what okay. I'm going to say. There's been so many leaks coming out of that group. That's why he didn't tell them. He didn't want to endanger anybody. I don't blame him. I wouldn't have either. He didn't even tell his Republican cohort. 
Well, he's I mean, un-American. That's what my point being. No, you know, no, who's never served in the military. <clears throat> well, so true. if you don't I'm like if you don't like Trump, you need to come up with a better excuse. Yeah. That one's no good. I don't like Trump. I think Trump is one of the smartest men to take weak-minded people for them to believe what they, he tells them. They believe everything that he says, and he's basically making money. I, I Trump is he's a wonderful guy because he can take stupid people and, and lead them wow. his way. So I, you got to give him his props. Look, I, when the president orders a strike, Obama, Trump, Bush, Clinton, whoever, the public and and the Congress don't need to know about it till it's over. There's just too no, many no, no, leaks, no. too many Trump's holes. Way. That's Trump's way. He's got to let his buddies know, uh, Russian them know, hey, guys. Got uh, Walter, 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 okay. Walter, Walter, you're, you're, this. you're smarter than this. The Russians control the airspace. Turkey is in there. Syria is in there. You got all this fighting. We can't send helicopters in there without letting those people know that we're friendlies not to fire on us. Can, can I that ask- has not, Nancy Pelosi doesn't have an air, anti-aircraft gun that she's firing at somebody. This was on a need-to-know basis. She didn't need to know till it was over, so he didn't tell her. That's all, Walter. That's all. Nothing else. All right. If that's what you think. That's what well, well, <laughs> Walter, can I ask you, can I ask you a question? Can I, can I ask you a question? Because I want to, I want to see if this is something that's political with you or something that's principled with you. So when Putin uh, leaned over to Obama, and we caught it on camera, I mean on on my, it wasn't Putin. It was Dimitri. I mean the, the guy, guy before yeah. Putin. I'm sorry. Yeah. And the, the 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 guy who was in in charge of Russia at the time, and he's 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 asking Obama for some help. And Obama on microphone says, "Hey, I need to get elected first. Once I get elected, I'll see what I can do." Do you think that means that Obama was in bed with Russia? Oh no, he couldn't do at his position. He couldn't do what he what he could do until he got elected. So, so Trump say? Trump's with the Russians, but Obama wasn't. Now, I'm I'm ready to say that neither one of them were in bed with the Russians. But you that that comment that Obama it was caught on microphone with the with the leader of Russia. Hey, I'll help you out, but I got to get elected first. It's not going to look good, but when I get in, I'll see what I can do. So you don't, that doesn't concern you? Then, then when, when they interfered, didn't he expel them? He quickly expelled uh, the delegates. Didn't he do that? I, 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 don't, I don't know what you're talking no. about. Did, 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 when, did, Walter, when, I'm not when, following. Did, did, did that indicate to you, was that, that, was that okay? What I'm trying to figure out is if a president that you like mm. does something, it's one thing. If a president you don't like or don't support does something, it's another. I'm just trying to find some consistency here. Which I know when things get emotional, you can't. It's not emotional. Do, do, do. Look, here's what he said. Here's Obama. Here's Obama. Talk. He's talking to the Russian. He's not listening. Walter, answer the question. Answer the question. Here's. I'm looking at it on YouTube right now. Obama to the leader of Russia. YouTube. This is. This is. No. It's. It's a recording. Here's the quote. It's a recording of of the conversation. They're talking to each other, and the microphone is on. It says Obama to him. This is my last election. After my election, I'll have more flexibility, meaning to help you with what you're asking me about. I don't need this during the election. Is, does that mean I'm, I don't think Obama was in bed with the Russians? But the, with, with, if if Trump had said that same thing, would and then and then he says back to to Obama, I understand. I'll transmit this information to Vladimir. Okay. So so does that? What are you laughing about? Well, you, I mean, that's just the truth. Does that bother you or, or not? No, it doesn't bother me. Yeah. Here's the thing. This is what I learned. About How about this? this is it. Hey, hey, Walter, you're you're a homer. 
You're Homer. That I mean, your your actions prove it's not principled. No, no, no. It, it, sir, you're you're I Homer. Am a veteran of the United States. I don't States mean anything. Army. So what? Yeah, I know. I, I know a lot. I know a lot of veterans that are raging liberals. You, that, but you're not one. That that doesn't <laughs> matter. That doesn't matter. I know. I know truth and not just because you're in the military doesn't mean you're politically right with everything. All that means is that you served our country, and, and I and I appreciate that. But it doesn't mean you're right on politics. I'm sorry. It just it just I'm means you. I'm not saying I'm right or wrong on politics. What I'm telling you is that who a uh, Trump does not make a move unless he talks to Putin. And you what? And you and you believe that? But what Obama <laughs> you said, you that. don't believe that. You were in I our military, that. and you really believe that, Walter? Everybody knows that. No, they and don't. You have not served in the military. Everybody Why knows that. Everybody knows that. He, he pulled the troops out. He pulled the troops out of Syria so that not only Turkey can come in, but Russia come in and spread communism. And that's the, one of the first things. You so so Trump's a communist. Fight against communism. So yeah, Trump, that's the, Trump's a communist. Yeah, that's the bigger point he's trying to make. You know the Soviet Union. That's my point. That's the, that's what he started this thing with. Okay. So wow. you're you're against wow. the Democratic Party too, then, because they're the biggest socialist bunch out there. So you're not a Democrat. Son, no way you're a Democrat. Son, son, it's not Democrats because back then. It was white men. I'm talking about now. That. I'm talking about right now. In modern day, are you a Democrat, Republican, or independent? I'm an independent. Well, that man. makes more sense because you can't be a Democrat and feel that way. There ain't no way. And again, it really has nothing to do with politics. When we have a mission that's going over hostile territory, we always alert who's on the ground if we have any relationship with them so we don't get caught in friendly fire. And anybody has been in the military should know that. He does know that. He's a homer. He doesn't like Trump. He doesn't like I, Republicans. I doubt he was in the military either. He's and not, he's not an independent. He's not looking at this obje- objectively. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Rick and Bubba's in Ohio! Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Pass the gravy, please. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. It's eight oh, minutes to the top of the hour. Knees. The Rick and Bubba Show, 866-WE-BE-BIG. Hello, Golden Ticket Seats. I got a ticket. Big Jake Maddox. Checked off a bucket list, spinning the wheel of meat today on his birthday. Thank you for being here. Carly Kent, his fiance, here today as well. Blake and Brittany Maxwell, brother and sister, here today. They too had their run at the wheel of meat. They all get a pound of Buzzbox coffee today. And and they also pick up a Rick and Bubba double CD. The new CD, and I mean it's it's being made right now, 25 big ones. Uh, we'll be coming out here in, just in time uh, for your gifting for this coming Christmas, so be counting on that. Uh, so uh, we'll let you know when it is available. Phone calls are standing by. Uh, let's go to Bradley out of Tuscaloosa. Hey, Bradley, welcome to Rick and Bubba. How are you? Good, man. How y'all doing today? Fantastic. We're great. We're great. Uh, the only comment I was going to make is that uh, this guy's got a problem with uh, Trump not telling the Democrats in Congress what, he, what he's going to do, and he don't have to. The only thing they didn't know is that the president is the one that, that uh, carries out war. The, Trump has, the Congress has to approve it, you know, and this was approved a long time ago when they were declared they were going to wage war on, on terrorism. So when they did that, they give approval to whoever's president unless they declare to stop uh, the war to have a ceasefire or whatever it is. Yeah. Well, well, Bubba made even, that point. Even Congress yeah. has yeah. taken some of that power back with the War Powers Act. So yeah. the president cannot commit troops for over 90 days, I think it is mm-hmm. now, without the Congress's approval. But in a, in a situation like this, uh, it's always been completely under the president. 
and they can share it or not share it. I mean, it's up to them. Well, don't miss the bigger point. And, and Walter, this is where I think it was, was really wrong what you did, is you said in, in, in an arrogant way that anybody who supports Donald Trump is president. And I know a lot of people who, who support him. I know people who don't, and, and I know people like me that, that try to take point by point. I certainly wasn't going for Hillary Clinton, no way, no how, because that's way off anything that, that I would consider to be right for the country and, and, and the type of human being. And, and Trump doesn't do everything right, and he certainly has flaws. But you suggested that there's nobody that supports him unless they're stupid. And, and see, that's an arrogant attitude that if people disagree with you politically – or they don't. They don't. You know. Th- there's certainly things that you can you can look at in each party. And I know people that I don't understand how they have a political view because they see the world differently than I do, and I don't think they're right. Uh, but in this particular case, it, it, you came across as somebody. I think that when we killed Osama bin Laden, and I don't care who President Obama told or didn't tell. I'm glad they pulled it off, and it was a successful mission. I'm glad that Donald Trump's administration killed this guy, and uh, and I would treat both of them exactly the same, regardless how how I felt about each either one of their view of our country, foreign policy, taxes. Uh, of course, most importantly, you know, what do they make the right decisions on the things that I hold dear? Uh, but um, you know, to say that somehow you're everybody was he he's duped the the you know the ignorant of our country. But you you think that those that, that it was a it was a really wise choice to say Hillary Clinton? Well, the, Rick, the, the, beyond the, the all damage, that, the damage that that bunch has done the, to this country the, of, and, and embarrassing things they've been involved in. The president does not check with Putin on his decisions on what he's doing. He did it because they had to fly over airspace where they had armament. It would be it would be very unwise to do that because you're just asking to be shot down. That's that was not the mission. Right. What I would say to the opponents of Trump, and just like if you're opponent of anybody, pick and choose your points to to uh, to be critical because there'll be some some points you make and point and say, you know, I don't think they did that right, and you might even have us agree with you. Yeah. But don't pick that we just killed the person who, you know, really to some degree did something that even Osama bin Laden didn't do and developed a caliphate uh, and, and became the, the leader of this new ISIS community and, and, and government that he was creating. You know, if you want to be critical of a president, I wouldn't do it during a time of someone like this being taken out of the world uh, arena. You know, it's just not – you just didn't pick a good place. You know, find something else to be critical of that might have more, uh, you know, more, more credentials and a little more – um, you know, foundation to stand on. Uh, a little more credence. Uh, we I will continue. say this: the Russians didn't tell them we were coming. No, and we don't know that Nancy Pelosi could have kept that secret. No, probably not. Well, she would have been thinking about would this help me impeach him? Yeah. Uh, Gary in Huntsville, one hundred point three, the river. Gary, go ahead. Hey guys, how's it going this morning? We're Good. great. Hey, I just wanted to mention a topic that was interesting. Um, I served in the United States Marine Corps during the Desert Storm era. Thank you. And one thing that they would always brag about to us was it always tells that the United States Marine Corps is the only branch of service that was the, the president does not need permission from Congress to use. I don't know if that's true or not true. but you, you, I don't know you, if the you, public knows that or not. I, I didn't. I did not know that. That's why I like when, when people uh, vote for a president, 
they need to think about they're not they're electing someone to be the in charge of all our military yeah and be uh you know they're in uh they're not they're worried about medicare and all this other stuff but that commander in chief about who's yeah. in charge of all our military. Yeah, that commander in chief job is a pretty big one. Yeah, it and is. Uh, yeah. and like I say, most of the military people that I've encountered like this commander in chief more than they have liked some in the past, and they certainly wanted this commander in chief over Hillary Clinton. There's exceptions, but not many. Uh, Walter certainly would be an exception, but I haven't met many of those. Uh, Brandon out of Birmingham. I'm sorry. Let's go to uh, Lloyd out of Decatur. Uh, Lloyd, go ahead. Welcome to the program. Good morning, guys. Hey. I, I am a Trump 23-year veteran of the United States Marine Corps, and uh, I must be stupid and I must be a communist after listening to that. And if I am, I guess that's the way I am because I support Trump. You know, you, you can make some accusations against Trump, and some of them would be valid. <laughs> Him being a communist, that's going to be a tough sale. Yeah. That, I mean, that, that's just... <laughs> I mean, that's that. That's as outrageous as it gets. Uh, <laughs> I even understand you joking about he told the Russians, but he didn't tell Nancy Pelosi. No. I get that joke, but that's what it is. It's a joke. Yeah, I said the same thing. Remember the first day we came in, I said, well, you know why he told the Russians? Because he's in cahoots with them. <laughs> of course, that investigation, Walter, is all over and, yeah, what happened to that, and produced nothing. We now claim there's something going on with the Ukraine because that's the accusation of the week. Thanks for being with us. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba.